it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we talk about the four aspects of who we actually are. We are mental, we are physical, we are emotional, and we are spiritual. And keeping all of that in balance is incredibly difficult for most of us most of the time. Uh, We tend to stay in our brains 95% of the time, thinking and trying to figure things out. But I've told people on the show before that we have 40 million brain cells in our hearts. So if we would go to our intuitive center, our heart, and ask some of those same questions, I think we would find the answers much more easily and probably better for us in the long run, rather than staying in our brains trying to figure things out. So kind of remember that, that's a a little you know, gift on the side here that we do have the ability to go to our heart and find out the answers that are best for us in life. We also need to continue to grow intellectually. So take a class, learn a new language, uh, do Sudoku, uh, you know, play some internet games, but keep your brain um, kind of energized, I would say, and learning uh, because it's true that what you don't use, you will lose. And so that's another little tidbit to keep in mind. And then the emotional and the physical. So on the physical side, um, I tell everybody with the podcast that if you go to SynergyConnectionRadio.com, that's the website and all of the shows are archived there. But there's also a company that sponsors the show called Boomer Products. And that uh, link is also there. I have used their products for seven years. And I know it's what brought me through the pandemic without any issues whatsoever. I just finished with my physical, my inflammation rate, which is that CRP number that I tell everybody, go ask your doctor for that test. Mine is now 0.01. So I don't have any inflammation going on. And I have to actually watch my D3. I tell everyone to make sure it's above 70. Uh, When my results came back, uh, it was 103. So I'm only taking my D3 every other day now rather than every day. Uh, But you want that number to be a healthy 70 or above because that's how you fight off viruses. That's how you fight off bacteria. So I am definitely doing reverse aging. And I think that's what everybody needs to be looking at these days is how to stop that aging process and reverse it. Because we literally can, if you want to, live to be way over 100 and be mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually intact. But it takes a little effort on our part. And it means don't drive through Starbucks every day and get your Frappuccino, uh, you know, because it's got a lot of sugar in it. And sugar is one of the addictions that people do have, and that does speed up the aging process. So having said all that, please ask your doctor for a CRP. That's your inflammation number. You want it below 0.5. And a D as in dog three, that's your immune system. You want that number above 70. All right, I have as a returning guest, um, Jenna Nelson or Gina Nelson. And um, she is, uh, she calls herself the secret keeper. And it's her role to educate and empower others 
to heal from the pain of their secrets. And you know, I, she's right. We all have secrets that probably start in early childhood. And, um, you know, we maybe bury them for an awful long time. And then they emerge whenever there's a trauma in your life. So sometimes they emerge, you know, while you're still a child. And sometimes they probably don't emerge until you're an adult or even middle-aged or older. And something will trigger that secret that you've been holding all these years. She is a certified body-mind counselor and energy healing therapist and a Yusui Reiki practitioner, which is the same as I am. So I don't meet that many people that are Yusui trained. Um, but one of the things that you may or may not do, but after I learned that technique, I just literally, when healing is needed by somebody, I just give it to them and I can transfer it with my hands very easily without doing any of the symbology. And so I think you need to learn the steps but then you need to just, again, trust your intuition and know that you have that gift. So how about you? Is that true for you too? Yeah, I think, you know, as I've evolved um, as a healer, I really do trust myself and I trust my ability um, to open up uh, myself to energies and then know that I'm a, you know, I'm a, a channel uh, to right. heal someone. And so there's a lot less, um, you know, doubt or doing it right, or all of those kind of things that get in the way of that energy. Exactly. And, and just whether, you know, as you're saying, just being able to, you know, a lot of times I've had, I've had people and they'll, they'll go on the massage table and it's the whole thing. And now, you know, if someone's sitting and has a headache, right, can very easily just sit in the chair or send energy or put hands on shoulders. And so it's a much more natural mm -hmm. um, part of my, my way of being in the world. One of the things that is, and again, I don't know whether this has happened to you, so I'm just going to share it. But one of the things that I think is really quite remarkable when you begin to get in touch with that healing vibrational frequency, let's put it that way, and becoming a channel for it, is I have a friend who travels and occasionally, um, you know, he will say, can you be here? And mm -hmm. I literally can go there now, you know, like instantly. And he feels it um, because the way he feels it is his body twitches. So mm -hmm. I literally enter his realm, if you will, his physicality. Um, and I think that's just fascinating. I, I don't even pretend to always understand it. I just know that if he says, can you be here? I can go. So have you ever done that? Yeah, I I feel like I love that story and I love that that uh kind of affirmation that that he gets, right? And then shares with you like I know you're here. This is how my body tells me. Yes. Um that's so lovely because sometimes people don't get, you know, some sort of physical knowing or they can't explain. They know they feel better but they don't necessarily have something um concrete in a way to hold on to and, and to say, uh, this represents how I know. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, whether it's long distance healing or it's doing body mind counseling on the phone and being in that, um, connection with someone that there really is no, no time or space, um, mm -hmm. in those connections. And that whether it's me talking to someone, you know, five States away, um, 
or someone on the table that the the energy and the the um, sharing of that energy is the same. Mm-hmm. So it's an it's an amazing thing. Um, and again, I feel like it was an evolution of my own. Um, I don't say acceptance, maybe acceptance of being a healer, my own um, trust, right? There was a lot of kind of cobwebs I felt like I had to kind of dig through in old thinking or maybe past life thinking or things I heard um, to get me back to just a very clear, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is what I believe and and not have any um, other feelings around it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're going to be talking today about cultivating compassion for your life story. And I know that's something that you're actually kind of working on with a group, right? Or you have been working on it. And so why don't you tell us what that means? Yeah. So I really, um, when we were talking about what we would discuss today, um, it occurred to me that um, this process that I went through with a wonderful group of women um, led by um, the editor, Tiffany Williams Para, um, was such a powerful experience. And and for me, it began about a year ago and we um, participated in sharing um, our trauma to triumph stories and putting them in a compilation um, book and a lot of the point of it was, was to notice for ourselves, was there anything in our history, in our um, um, narrative that caused us some sort of charged energy or some sort of block? And so anybody could talk about whatever they wanted in their life, right? Everyone's trauma to triumph story is going to be about a different topic. And we might have more than one, right? Mm -hmm. And so this group of women came together and we did this through Zoom um, and we would meet weekly for about six months. And it became a process that I wanted to go through at this moment because as I consider myself the secret keeper coach now, because I'm really helping people manage their secrets, um, whether they share them or don't share them. But in my journey from my childhood abuse in as an adolescent to now in my 50s, the power of that trauma, the power of uh, that secret or me not understanding or um, all of the pieces of it caused me a lot of uh, physical, I mean, all the things you mentioned in the beginning of the show, right? The physical, mental, emotional um, effects from that and challenges from that. And so in those decades, I decided I wanted to help develop a program where people could learn to navigate their secrets and understand them and feel better without having to share them. Mm -hmm. Maybe when they crossed that bridge and felt better, they would seek help. Maybe they wouldn't. But this was a way to feel better in that interim. Okay, so part of doing this book for me and choosing to write about my trauma from my childhood was that I wanted to see, even though I've evolved, even though I um, have, you know, worked with therapists and all different modalities, 
to heal those parts of myself. I still never publicly shared that secret. So I wanted to use myself for my own knowing is what is on the other side? What is on the other side of this charged piece of my story? Um, and if I share it, that piece, the pieces where there's something so horrifying about sharing it, right? What is on the other side of that? And so hence that's that's why I participated. And the uh, discoveries were uh, much greater than I thought they'd be um, mm. in the process. What were some of the aha moments? Um, I think some of the aha moments for me in the process was the the same sort of fear that I had from when I was younger and was not wanting to share my trauma, the uh-huh. shame. Uh Um, there was the same, it was the exact same energy all these decades later, that thread of, can I really do this? Can I really tell? What will people think? Will I hurt someone? Will it hurt me? Right. All of these, it was the same stuff as if no time had passed. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. It held the same, almost that same vibration of uh, fear and shame to the point where you know, a few weeks into the, you know, we were all supposed to just on our own go and write a draft. Um, the kind of uh, paralyzing fear, you know, would come back up. And I remember reaching out to friends, just a couple friends, one who knew my story, one who didn't, and saying, can you read my chapter? I don't know if it's, am I telling too much? Am I telling too little? Is it too Um, What do you think of me after you read it? Am I hurting someone if I say it? And my, um, the, the, the hugeness of that question, right? Of the, the disorganized thinking in it, all of it was so big that I was reaching out for someone to help me understand, like in the realm of storytelling or the realm of sharing like am I in the right territory (laughs) well you know as as you were saying that um the thought that I have you know as a therapist for 30 more than 35 years now um is that the little girl was the one that was writing the story and she doesn't have the same skills that you have as an adult so you've allowed her to come out and tell her story and so that's you know the energy that's coming forth is the child going, oh my gosh, I can really talk about this, but what if, what if, what if, what if? Absolutely. Yeah. It, and yeah, I love that. And so I'm just sitting with that for a second because the voice was there and the commitment to follow the voice, listen to the voice was there. And then my adult guiding and saying, okay, we're, we're going, I'd like us to move to another side of this. I'd like us to, to continue writing the story and going step by step to see what does it feel like each step of the way. Um, They were both there and they were both very powerful, right? To your point, like the little girl voice was very powerful. 
And so it became the, the work, I think, in the process became finding a balance between which voice do I resonate with um, and for how long. <laughs> because if I resonated with the young uh, little girl voice, right. um, it, you know, of course, created all the old patterns and old thinking. Right. Um, if I resonated with the um, the adult voice, uh, then I, you know, may be stuffing some of my feelings a little bit. So I was trying to really be with both. Mm-hmm. And I'm and, not sure that you actually can, because um, I mean, you are a combination of all of your experiences. But when it comes to something as important, maybe as this event, it was her event. And so no matter how much adult reassurance you were giving her that it was going to be okay, that you were there to protect her, it was her fears that she was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yes. Um, Yes. And, and how to, and I think the interesting part, and I, you know, I always would love to hear, you know, any of your thoughts as we're talking, the interesting part was that probably the fear that if I stayed with that voice, the little girl voice, I could become dysfunctional Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the power to believe she could move forward. Right. Right. And I think that was the piece. And, and, and that brings me to um, probably the um, one of the most amazing experiences was to be in a group of women, right. From all over the country. And the whole um, intention behind it is that we rise together Mm. that with a group of sisters, or how, whatever word you want to use, that it's in that safety net. It's in um, the power of having others, right? Being there, that that could be part of that, um, th- that could make the difference, right. right? Of saying, I'm going to keep walking forward or I'm turning around. Right. And that was probably, I felt like one of the very first times I had experienced the power of that. Well, I mean, it's learning that you aren't the only one that had a trauma, you know, that there is a whole group of people and they're all around you. So it's not like they're doctors and nurses and Indian chiefs. These are all women who have experienced a similar trauma. And together, um, you had the power of the group, you know, the village uh, saying it's okay. And that's really the piece um, for me was the power of the village. And I think probably, you know, from because my trauma was from an early age, that container, I lost the sense that that container existed, that Mm -hmm. the village existed and that the village was powerful. Right. And so part of the process, which is so lovely, is to really be able to embody the village and to know, Oh, I like that. Oh mm-hmm. yes, I can. It feels good to be supported. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can do great things when I'm supported. Exactly. Oh, now I know how to create one. I'm going to keep creating them. Right. So that was a really big gift. Um, well, hold on to that thought for just a minute. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure, experiencing weight gain, 
Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, uh, Gina Nelson, and we're talking about cultivating compassion for your life story. And it, it's just, it's so interesting because I'm also wondering how many men have this same issue that have been traumatized, abused, whether it's emotional, physical, sexual, and they don't have a group because with men, typically, you know, it's like the good old boy network. <laughs> you go have a beer or a drink or, you know, go bowl or go play softball or you know but you don't talk about things that maybe happened in your childhood that were very traumatizing that you're still living with today and trying to push aside so i don't know whether any of the kids that you work with are guys but i suspect they are but then what happens when they get to be adults and they don't have that village to support them yeah i i um I think that is true. And I think there's, you know, I'm really have so much respect for groups, um, you know, locally and nationally that are, that are doing a lot um, from, from rain is a wonderful uh, international group uh, that supports survivors. And then locally in Oregon, Oasis is a wonderful um, nonprofit that supports adult survivors. And the director of that group is a man. Mm. And he does, uh, he is incredible at trying to center um, the, I mean, we can use compassion, the compassion for that experience and the compassion for um, being exactly what you said, that there generally aren't as many um, uh, paths uh, forward for men uh, or ways to connect with other men. So not only that, but look at all of the problems that men have, you know, in relationships. I mean, why the divorce rate is still at 50% uh, because a lot of times they can't communicate or they don't want to get in touch with their feelings because something traumatic did happen to them. So they isolated themselves, put themselves in these safe little boxes. And then, you know, when they get married, their marriage falls apart because they're not able to you know really kind of become one with their partner and share on all those levels it's like you can share on maybe one level but not on any more than one level and so the physical is where they want comfort maybe their wife is going well wait a minute if you're not going to talk to me about emotional things and give me support there i'm not going to give you any of what you need physically <laughs> and so you know the marriage begins to dissolve and it's probably because that village isn't there for that little boy that becomes a man. Yeah. And I can, you know, speak to my own marriage that both of my husband and I, right, both had our um, our challenges in our lives that brought us to this relationship 
where uh, we began to notice we operate very differently and we um, are open in different ways. And so uh, we've, you know, we've been married 23 years and we've had to navigate um, how do you stick around um, when, when we're each going into our own defense modes um, and then when we're also not getting what we you know need uh, from the other person, right? When we were still trying to figure out who we are, right? And develop our sense of self. And so it's been a very interesting journey for both of us because we've been aware of wanting to support the other person in their healing and in their own sense of, become, of becoming. Um, and at the same time, we've been living our own um, through our own defenses from our own, you know, traumas. So, um, it's been a, has a perfect childhood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, and it can be, I was talking to, um, uh, someone yesterday at a workshop I gave and he was, um, asking about, we were talking about depression and he was saying that he had this under, you know, he's, he deals with depression, um, you know, from situational stuff that'll come up, but that he felt like he had a really large tone of um, depression or loss underneath all of it that just kind of ran through his whole life. And he said that he identified for himself that it was that he had a longing for an old dream he had Mm. about what his career would be. And he held on to that longing and he said, but I don't know what to do with it. I just have this longing and I feel sad about it. And I don't even want that career anymore, but it's just still there. And so it could be right. We all operate from whatever these, um, these wounds are. And for him, that was that sense of loss and longing and maybe disappointment was a big wound for him. And so Anyways, it, whatever that piece is that everyone's working through, it was showing up in his daily life. Uh-huh. And so we talked about, you know, him updating his his um, desires, updating his goals, you know, starting a new chapter and really having some sort of ceremony around um, acknowledging that that delicious dream he had and then now acknowledging that he actually likes where he is. And mm-hmm. so um, he was so, and talking about the village, he was so happy in this forum to say that out loud and then he, and then be able to say, what do you think I should do? Right. What do you guys think I should do? And then we gave suggestions and he just seemed um, so happy to, to have a net. So. Right. Um, right. Um, a lot of times people that, you know, have these losses and they are still carrying them around um, at least I've done this with clients where I will actually have them do a ceremony of releasing that particular dream or that loss that, that they've never come to grips with. And, you know, um, they can, you know, release it into the water. They can make a little sailboat and let it sail away, or they can, you know, do something that is very symbolic. But sometimes when we talk about it, we can't it's like our five senses are not engaged and typically your five senses help you to cement and let go of something so if you can smell if you can see if you can hear if you can touch so in the release of something like that you know if you built this little boat 
and you uh, roped something and tuck it into the boat and then took it to the water and set it in the water. You are using so many of your senses because you're smelling the air. You're touching the boat. You've written the message. You know, you're now giving it permission to leave you. I love that. And I love that about the work you do, um, Lucy, is that you're, you know, you have all this experience um, and knowledge um, and then you also have this um, this appreciation and this this way of bringing ceremony and ritual and this important, well, I'll just say ceremony to how that can be so effective and pow- powerful for your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a beautiful combination um, that I don't, you know, there's it's a it's a beautiful combination. So, and I love that visual and explanation of it. Yeah, um, and I, and I'm a very, very visual person. I mean, my home is that way too. But um, yeah, symbology, uh, ceremony. um, I don't know. I think, uh, honestly and truly, I think I was a Native American in several different lifetimes. And of course, ceremony is huge there. And I just came back from a an event uh, the oneida nation is 200 years now in the state of wisconsin and so mm-hmm. i had gone back for their celebration because a friend of mine uh, was heavily involved in the preparation of that event and so she said please come and i'm her spiritual sister and while i'm there i became her mother and her daughter's grandmother <laughs> so mm-hmm. i i think that there is a lot of um that woven into and we don't always know I mean I believe in past lives but if you're a healer in one life you've been a healer in many different lives and whatever was important to you in multiple lifetimes is still important to you in this lifetime Mm -hmm. so I think I was probably a healer um, a shaman of sorts and um, certainly you know the storytelling is is so beautiful and they had a ceremony in the morning uh, for this one breakfast, and uh, the ceremony involved uh, several of the elders. I want to say like maybe fifteen elders, and then several children that were all giving thanks to some aspect of life. So whether it's the stars, the moon, fish, you know, animals of the earth, the water, the wind, you know, fire, the whole nine yards, and and it was the most beautiful ceremony of really giving thanks for what we have and the gratitude. And I think all of us need to try and make that part of our life too, is being grateful for what is. Maybe what isn't. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, what's so powerful about, you know, if we go back to this um, gentleman with his desire to release this sense of, of loss um, Mm -hmm. that, he had all of these pieces, right? He's a very grateful for his life. He's a very positive person. And so, you know, it kind of brings us to that, you know, the topic, which is, you know, uh, cultivating com- self-compassion for your life story mm-hmm. is having ways to um, honor your story, right? To to create space. Um, well, you wouldn't be who you are today doing what you do had you not experience that trauma you would not be the same person and and, yeah and he wouldn't be the same person so they're gifts they're they're nothing that we want at the time but in retrospect and looking back they are gifts that have shaped our lives yes i mean i absolutely believe that um yeah and to be able to honor 
our journey, right? I mean, is so important because I feel like in our culture, you know, you, you go back to talking about that beautiful uh, ceremony you went to recently with your friend. But in, in you know, American culture, there's not a lot of um, uh, uh, routine um, ceremony to take a breath mm-hmm. and say, you know, something like even if we take this gentleman, for instance, what you you brought up this beautiful ceremony to say, oh, I'm starting, I'm feeling like there's some underlying cause for me to be sad. I'm going to make space for that. Okay. I think it's connected to this part of my story. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have compassion for that part of my story. That was really hard. I love that dream. Like that was a dream. I, I carried that dream for decades, right? I'm having disappointment. You know, I want, I want to feel better about that because I have such gratitude for my life. I want to be living my life fully, you know, what can I do? And then to do it like the ceremony you described, what can I do that honors my journey, you know, that, um, and has compassion at the same time. And then to do that is just, um, it's so powerful and, um, and it allows us to, take up some space, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, in the world, um, you know, and, and ceremony, right, is sacred. It's it's creating separate space, a separate way. Um, and so to create that, allow that and have permission for that in our lives, I think would go a really, really long way. Oh, I think so. Better. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, we have a few minutes left in the show. Is there a part of what you've been experiencing that you want to make sure that you give to those that are listening to the show now. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think the other gift I wanted to um, share about being able to tell my story is once I wrote it down and once I shared it with just one person, once I was really clear about my words mm-hmm. and comfortable with my words, it really didn't matter whether I put it in the book or not. Uh, it really didn't. It was me allowing myself to go through that uncomfortable process and build that trust that with that village, um, I was going to learn something. Yeah. And so um, I just want to share that um, things don't have to be public. I did it in a way because this is the work I'm doing is I want to know the full range of what that experience is, but that the, um, the gift of, of being in a circle, being in a village, um, and trying to um, have a little bit less of the fear to understand where you've been and connect with others is incredibly powerful. Um, so I wanted I wanted to share that. And then I also wanted to share that on the other side of sharing, um, I released my energy, the freedom I have in myself, letting go of that particular part of my story. And I didn't go into details. I was talking about one moment in time that just kept coming back and coming back. And so I put that in there freedom is on the other side. And so as a person who, who coaches people into, um, you can, uh, begin to heal long before you reveal mm-hmm. as someone who believes that. And I a hundred percent do, mm-hmm. um, when I learned that and then walked the bridge to the other side, the, there was even more freedom on the other side. Oh, yeah. And so I, I really love knowing that, that there was an energetic piece that, that released that now allows me a whole lot less shame and a whole lot more energy for what I want to do in the world. So um, 
So I really support support both paths because they they all lead um, to more space. And I think now you can share from experience, you know, so you're not just the coach. You've been there, done that. And you know, in your in your gut, in your heart, you know what they can expect when they do the same thing. So it, it gives you a different um, uh, energetic positioning, if you will, of what you're sharing and what you're telling them. So yeah. I think thank you so much. I really always appreciate our conversations and and um, and hearing about what you do. And I always I always learn a lot. So thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to have you on the show. And I think what you're doing is remarkable because, um, you know, as a therapist for all these years, the secrets that I have heard over 35 plus years are, are very tragic. But you know what? We we are like the phoenix. We do rise. But we have to be given the opportunity to do that. And sometimes, you know, it's somebody else saying, yes, you can. Yeah, so that works. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you to share with everyone real quickly where they can find you. Of course, it's going to be uh, in the synopsis on the different platforms, as well as um, at the website where all the shows are archived. Yeah, so my business is Nurture 3 Healing, and uh, my website is www.nurture3healing.com. And that's um, N-U-R-T-U-R-E and the number three healing. And my um, email is Gina, G-I-N-A dot nurture3healing at gmail.com. Okay. And so there's a lot of things on my website. And um, if anyone was you know, interested in talking more or felt triggered in any way, I do lots of free discovery calls and would just love to support you in any way. Well, thank you very much. I'm hoping that uh, there will be those listening to the show that will reach out. Because uh, I think it could certainly make a huge difference in their life and probably of the lives of anyone who touches them, because we all give off that frequency, whether it's a positive one or a negative one. So or a fearful or anxious one. It's true. Um, and as I um, you saw my picture of my son when I lo- yes. when I logged on today, my um, you know, my courage comes from uh, exactly that is wanting to um, to do the best I can uh, to vibrate at a level for him. Mm-hmm. And then we all, we all just go onward. So um, I think that's very true what you're saying. Yeah. Raise the frequency and life improves. Well, everybody, please go out there and make this your best life. Share the show with others and we will see you next week. Have a great one. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.